Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hockey fans, are you ready to Brave the Wild? With me, your host, Paladino Joey. Brave the Wild is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. I thank each and every single one of you always for downloading and listening to this show. It's a pleasure to be back on the air to talk about the Minnesota Wild yet again. And they've been playing, uh, well, 500 hockey of late. But then again, eh, okay, they went 2-1 and one this week. That's the good news. That's the very good news. And of course, they're going to be adding a couple losses to Devin Dubnik's record because, well, the opponent level is just slightly tougher than, let's say, Buffalo and, and Arizona and such. Just a little bit tougher. So, yeah, St. Louis, Nashville, Washington. Yeah, that, that, that's a little tough right there. And then St. Louis again. Yeah, um, luckily we get Toronto on Monday. That'll be in segment number two. We're going to be reviewing three games, previewing four. So, <laughs> with no further ado, let's have at it. Rock and roll. Minnesota Wild head to Nashville, Tennessee on Tuesday, the 17th of March, and they win 3-2. to two. Well, 2-2. Two to, well, <laughs> yeah, they did win 3-2. to two. This one went to overtime. I'm getting them all mixed up with shootouts and stuff, but no, this was an overtime victory for the Minnesota Wild. Matt Dumba, yeah, showing off that shot, which is really becoming a staple for the Minnesota Wild in clutch moments, and just in general. Um... This guy's really going to be a special player for the Wild for many years to come. And that shot of his is going to be, well, <laughs> it's going to be a factor for Matt Dumba being a successful player in the NHL for many years and for the Minnesota Wild possibly winning long-term in this league. I mean, <laughs> that's what's exciting about the Minnesota Wild right now. Guys like Matt Dumba and Charlie Coyle really, really emerging. And, of course, Devin Dumnik doing what he does. Just starting a net and doing an outstanding, or, or as he would might as he might say, and others, outstanding job in the net. He has been absolutely fantastic overall. Mm-mm-mm. Matt Dumba ultimately again the game-winning goal, but Charlie Coyle just huge. Two goals, two goals in this game, scoring early in the uh, or excuse me, late in the first period. With about a minute left, Charlie Quell getting his ninth goal of the year. Jordan Leopold with his first assist with the Minnesota Wilds. So congratulations to him there. <laughs> and Thomas Vanek adding 28 points. And like I mentioned, I did think Thomas Vanek would get at least one goal through this week. I was correct about that. And I do believe I was saying talking about Charlie Coyle 
scoring this week, but boy, he really uh, a huge factor this week. Hmm. Could I be foreshadowing to something at the end of this segment? Eh, we'll, we'll talk about it later. Roman Josie, though, made things very interesting as the Wild, again, as they took a one nothing lead after the first period, Roman Josie, how about midway through the second, scoring twice within about a minute within, e- within each other, in fact, less than a minute, about 40 seconds apart. Scoring twice, is 13th and 14th of the year. Next thing you know, Nashville's up 2-1, to one, and it's like, oh no, <laughs> we're in trouble. Hey man, we're in trouble. But then... Chris Stewart, again, I mean, this guy is something. Needle Needle Rider getting it to Chris Stewart. Chris Stewart. This guy, <laughs> his passing ability is, um, <laughs> it's better than I expected. I got to think. I mean, you kind of think of him as a guy, you know, he's going to get some physical goals, you know, crash the net and stuff. But he's more of a skill guy than I, than I would have thought. And he is still physical. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's still knocking people around and, beating people up when need be, per se. Whatever that is, right? <laughs> Whatever that is here and there. He's, I guess, the enforcer on the team, but boy, he is one hell of a skilled enforcer, that's for sure. Wonderful, wonderful pass. 17th of the year to Charlie Coyle, who finished that sucker for his 10th goal of the year. Double digits for Charlie Coyle as he continues to emerge. Him and Mikhail Granlin have been kind of going back and forth with each other <laughs> this week. Now Coyle's ahead of Granlin. Granlin's back ahead of Coyle. You know, Granlin with a couple assists later on. Really cool overall, but ultimately the story of the night was Matt Dumba's just a burst of a shot off of a pass from Zach Parisi from, well, wouldn't say he was behind the net, but yeah, basically behind, well, back there he was behind the net, of course, but not directly behind, feeding Matt Dumba, who just unleashed, and it was his seventh goal of the year. Just continuing to emerge, continuing to blossom. How can you not be happy with the with the development of Matt Dumba? I mean, he's really becoming a factor. He made some mistakes against Anaheim last week, and that was frustrating. He must have he must have listened to this show because he's certainly not going to be getting any uh, any James Shepard memorial on this episode. That's for sure. Just a wonderful overall finish and the Wild Escape, Nashville, Tennessee, with two points as I predicted. Though we did give a point to Nashville, but eh, I can live with that. I can live with that. If we have home ice or road ice, you know, maybe maybe we want to play on the road because the Wilds just continue to win games on the road. Unbelievable run. Eight wins in a row on the road. Just absolutely nuts. So then what do the Wilds do? They come home and lose to the Washington Washington Capitals. Just a, a hapless type of night. The Wilds just kind of screwed around Thursday, March the 19th, by the way. I might want to mention the date. Yeah, the score was 3-2, to two, but it felt worse than that. In fact, it, you know, it kind of was worse than that, wasn't it? Wild trying to save face later on in the game. Alex Ovechkin, oh boy, oh boy. You know, he's not a winner, and a lot of us do agree with that. A lot of us that watch uh, Washington Capitals don't really see Alex Ovechkin as a winner. But, you know what, he, he is a hell of a scorer, isn't he? I don't even know who to compare him to because, I mean, I, you can't compare, compare him to Mario Lemieux. Maybe his goal scoring is like Mario Lemieux, but he was quite a winner, wasn't he? Was Mr. Lemieux. 46 and 47 goals on the year. That second one was just ridiculous. It just made us sick, and it's like, oh, come on. <laughs> it was an unbelievable play. And next thing you know, Wild were down 3-1 to one in the third period. Nashville, or Washington, excuse me, and Minnesota skating to a tie in the first period. Just felt like a grinding, frustrating type of game for the Wild. They just didn't seem like the same team 
I, I don't know really how to make of it. They just weren't the same team. I don't know if they were... They certainly weren't overconfident. They just looked tired or something. Just something wasn't right overall with the Wild. They couldn't finish, and that Brandon Holtby is a fantastic goalie. There's no doubt about it, and I was scared about that. <clears throat> when you have the best goal scorer in all of hockey, and you have a really, really good goalie... Oh, and by the way, <laughs> you have Nicholas Backstrom, who netted his 54th assist on Ovechkin's second goal of the game in that third period to make it 3-1. to one. Uh, 54th assist. When you have players like that, my goodness. I mean, it's you're wondering why the Washington Capitals aren't like the top seed in the East. But it's because overall, they're just not winners for whatever reason, or at least Ovechkin really is. And he's kind of out there looking to score goals, not necessarily to win games. And I know scoring goals helps you win games, but I don't know. His focus just doesn't seem to be where it needs to be, and that's been the big complaint about Alex Ovechkin over the years. <clears throat> Ultimately, though, to see Washington go up 2 nothing in that second period, a lot of us had our hearts sinking, man, and there's no doubt about it. Christian Folian showing up his rocket of a shot, as he ultimately might be line mates with uh, Matt Dumba someday. Or, well, whatever. Ultimately, if he's a fifth or sixth defenseman, maybe Matt Dumba moves up to the three you know, the, the three and four uh, pair. Whatever it is. Ultimately, <laughs> Christian Foline with his second goal of the season. Parisi Granlin assisting on that one. Uh, ultimately, the Wild made it interesting, thank goodness, when Jared Spurgeon was able to capitalize on the power play. The Minnesota Wild ultimately, well, they shut down four Washington power plays. Number one penalty kill in all of hockey, like we talked about a few episodes back, and it stayed where it is. Just unbelievable. We shut them down four times, yet still could not win the game. Just could not finish on on goals. Could not stop <laughs> Ovechkin, but well, that's what happens when Ovechkin wasn't, uh, wasn't available last time around, I suppose, huh? I guess, I guess it did play a factor, didn't it, when the Minnesota Wild headed to Washington. Just a couple weeks back. Ultimately, just a, a frustrating, disappointing night for the Wild. And it seems like we're winning on the road, but not at home. And it's kind of weird. <sighs> As we quickly head to today's game, Saturday. They just want to get off the Washington game. <laughs> just have to get off it. Saturday, March the 21st, Minnesota Wild and the St. Louis Blues. Well, the Wild win their 20th, uh, their 20th home game of the year and their... 40th game of the year, which also tells you the Wild have won 20 road games this season, which is very, very interesting. So we've won as many road games as home games, and that's only because we won today. So think about how good the Wild have been on the road. It has just been absolutely remarkable. Uh, Franchise record, 8th consecutive road victory. I mean, wow. It just tells you how good the Wild have been. And also, again, the way the Wild respond after a loss is a sight to see, ladies and gentlemen. It really is, and the St. Louis Blues victims of that back-to-back Saturdays, losing to Anaheim two to one in a kind of a just a just a game that just didn't work out. You know, it just didn't work out, just like the Washington game on Thursday. I mean, who would have thunk the Wild would be hosting the Anaheim Ducks, lose the game in a frustrating fashion on a turnover by Matt Dumba, double turnover by the way. It was two turnovers, not one. They lose 2-1 to one at home to Anaheim. Just can't beat this team that we're supposedly matched up so well with, which, again, I continue to disagree with the, the Brandon Molesky's on that one. Not that I doubt Brandon Molesky's hockey mind. <laughs> yes, sir. He's uh, obviously on a local station in this town. Um, but, yeah, St. Louis Blues, victims of the Wilds. <laughs> return after a loss. Their rebound after a loss. Gee, do you think uh, 
It seems like Mike Yo got to the team when he said, this is how we practice after a loss. Remember how that was the focus during that huge outburst way back in, in January? It feels like about two seasons ago, doesn't it? That huge, huge outburst. Boy, it sure looks like they are practicing good after a loss now, eh? It sure does. Because the St. Louis Blues were victims to the uh, Minnesota Wild after a loss. Two, two weeks in a row. And this time around, they scored six goals. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> the Wild scored six goals against the St. Louis Blues. Yep, uh, Brian Elliott, the guy that the Wild could not seem to solve. Not that long ago, just couldn't solve the guy. Well, he was pulled. He was pulled today. I don't believe he was pulled against St. Louis from what I remember. Excuse me, in St. Louis from what I remember correctly, but it just wasn't his night. You know, I mean, the Wild were just getting the job done, and Devin Dubnik was slamming the door on those St. Louis Blues. But this time around, Brian Elliott was just snake bit today. Unbelievable game. Ultimately for him, you saw Jake Allen get out there. Yes, you did. He's he's ultimately the goalie of the future. So if the Blues uh, in the past, like I was, I was going to say, if, if we ever needed a goalie, and <laughs> we don't necessarily right now, but if we ever did, Brian Elliott would be probably about my top choice. But uh, today's game would uh, lower his trade value a little bit. Hmm. Buy low, sell high. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, um, definitely a frustration for him. Chris Stewart scoring early in the second period, an awesome play. Just blew through, just blew through the Blues defense, blew through the Blues defense on the breakaway, and just blew that, blew the puck by Brian Elliott, unassisted ultimately for his 14th goal of the year. And again, I'm going to continue to say how talented that guy is. I mean, I'm really hoping the Wild are able to re-sign him in the offseason. Looks like he's very, 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 very happy here, as is Devin Dubnik. Got to think we're going to be seeing Chris Stewart and Devin Dubnik on the Minnesota Wild next season. And Chris Stewart in the playoffs is going to be an extremely valuable guy against teams like St. Louis, who who he used to play for. Teams like, God knows, the Blackhawks, whatever it is. I mean, I'd like to see Brandon Saad talk crap to Chris Stewart. Don't think that would work quite the same as it did last season. Brandon Saad had a field day making fun of uh, Clayton Stoner last year. Even though Stoner's a big physical guy, he kind of screwed up just a little bit, and it cost the, and it cost the Wild, ultimately. The Blackhawks got a, a, got a power play goal just moments later after that one. <laughs> and there I go bouncing all around, but still on topic because it's Minnesota Wild Hockey. And most of you probably remember that one. Boy, I mean, goals all around, assists all around today. Just a field day in the Excel Energy Center for the Minnesota Wild. And here is a sign that Mr. Brian Elliott is snake bit, and it also was telling me, man, the Wild are going to win. They're going to beat the St. Louis Blues again. <laughs> when Justin Fontaine put a shot on goal, looked, it looked like Brian Elliott had it, and then it just kind of squirted out of his glove, and Thomas Vanek kind of took over and scored. He just kind of slapped it in with his stick. 18th goal of the year, and like I was Predicting Thomas Vanek scored again, ultimately did get another goal this week. He's been playing very well. Justin Fontaine, of course, getting an assist with getting the puck on net. Zach Parisi getting his 28th goal of the year. Jonas Verdeen is third. Oh, my goodness. Charlie Coyle, another multi-point game for him. Two assists. Justin Fontaine, three points against the St. Louis Blues, who made it extremely interesting, though. About six minutes after Jonas Brodeen made it four to nothing. Look like we're going to coast. Everything's going to be fine. And then Vladimir Tarasenko, easily the best player in the St. Louis Blues, which is a very extreme, which is a very, very, very talented team. 
obviously. So much for the penalty kill, uh, at least in this case, because the St. Louis Blues uh, converted on two power plays today. Yeah, as Darren Pang would say, ouch. <laughs> yeah, ouch is right. Uh, that sucks. And yeah, Darren Pang is the color commentator for the St. Louis Blues. That was very cool. He was uh, actually on the beyond the pond today, which you could call it a competitor for this show. But then again, eh. <laughs> I'm not sure. Not sure I get quite the listener rate that they do over there in K-Fan, but uh, if you guys would be willing to come over and uh, listen to my show, that'd be that'd, that'd be fantastic. I could approve it. You know, I, I could really go for that. I really would. Uh, Jaden Schwartz, who assisted on Mr. Tarasenko's goal, well, this time he was on the receiving end just three minutes later. No, no, not three minutes later, a minute and a half later. 24th goal of the year. By the way, it was Tarasenko's 35th goal of the year early on. Just a, just a minute and a half later, and next thing you know, it's 4-2, to two and it's like, oh, crap. The Wild are in trouble here. But then, yeah, we, we put the clamps down. We said, nah, we got this game. We're going to be just fine. Next thing you know, <laughs> next thing you know, Justin Fontaine's scoring again. Well, scoring, getting getting his second point of the game. This time actually getting a goal. Ninth goal of the season. And that was all she wrote. Well, no, excuse me. It was all she wrote when Jonas Brodine scored for Mr. Brian Elliott. But, uh, yeah, there we go. Now we're scoring on Jake Allen. <laughs> we'll take it. Miko Koivu then scores on the power play, converting midway through the third period. And then Paul Stansny. <laughs> well... Keeping the Blues semi within striking distance after it was six to six to two, and then it made Paul Stansley, a guy that boy, you know, didn't get to be a factor much for St. Louis this year because of injuries. Getting his fourteenth goal though, he's been healthy now, but early on in the season seemed like he was out forever. He he came home to play with the St. Louis Blues, but unfortunately, yeah, again a snake bit season for him. But we'll we'll see if he ultimately comes back at the right time, and the Blues can make a, some type of run here with their new franchise player, Vladimir Tarasenko, leading the way. Of course, he was a, a a draft choice back in 2010, who that really, really worked out and went went a decent number of picks after uh, Mikhail Grenland. Mm. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> you know, it's like one of those situations. Like, man, we're so happy to have Mikhail Grenland. How awesome is he? And then a guy about, mm, you know, a guy like a decent number of picks later ends up being the real star of that draft. Damn it. That sucks. But it is what it is, isn't it? What are you going to do with classic Minnesota luck? Miko Koivu, a name that we hadn't heard in forever. And ultimately, you know, still a guy who's still been hanging around on the power play. Not sure a lot of us agree with that, but there it is. His 11th goal of the season, ultimately. Good for him. So both teams converting on the power play. In this case, Minnesota, 1 for 4. St. Louis, 2 two for 4. I mean, unbelievable. 50%. For the St. Louis Blues, so, <laughs> ouch. So much for the top penalty killing, right? No, we're still there, but boy, it, it took a hit today in that situation. You're not going to have a good game in every every single factor in a 6-3 game. It's it's a little bit on the sloppy side. I think the Wild got a little bit too happy with themselves, and that's fine, I suppose. I mean, it's we're, when you score six goals against the St. Louis Blues, you're going to be feeling pretty good about yourself, so I don't blame them. It's just be careful. <laughs> be careful. I'm sure. I'm sure Mr. Mike Yo had a conversation about bad habits after this game because you can't allow three goals against the St. Louis Blues in the future because it could be three to two. <laughs> yeah, you got to be careful. Please be careful. And, and of course, it's going to happen at times. And you're not going to sweep everybody in the postseason. But just saying, 
you know, when you give up goals that easily, that could, that could really get you killed. Just saying. Just imagine if the Blues caught up and won the game. That would have been sick. Sickening. But there it is. Those are the reviews. So now it's time to pass out the James Shepard. Uh, yeah, well, actually, the Mike Madonna and then the James Shepard Award. So the Player of the Week, I'm going to give it to Charlie Coyle. Just absolutely fantastic. Had three goals this week. Two assists. No, three assists in the week. Just an unbelievable week for Charlie Coyle. He gets a huge hand for me. I mean, just a absolutely fantastic week. Really nice to see him developing out there. Mm, man, I'm very, 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 very optimistic to see Charlie Coyle emerging the way he has. Because remember how a lot of us were saying, well, he's got the wall game down. You know, he's good, he's good in the wall. You know, the puck battles, this and that. But he doesn't score. He doesn't score and he doesn't get assists. Well, now he's doing both. And it's really, really cool to see. He's especially racking up the assists over the course of time, but he's also got double-digit goals now and 33 points on the season for Charlie Goyle. Not exactly numbers that are making you jump out of your seat, but when you consider he's tied with Mikhail Granlin, that's not bad. Mikhail Granlin is more of a skilled player than you'd think Charlie Coyle is, per se, where Coyle's physical and skilled, where Granlin you'd think is ultra-skilled, and, and he's physical in terms of he's, defen- he's defensive. He'll, he'll battle and such. And he has been playing very well, by the way. But Charlie Coyle, man, oh man, ultimately the player of the week, as far as I'm concerned. James Shepard Memorial, oh boy. Ultimately, um, it's kind of a tough choice. Ultimately, just the bad habits in general. I mean, I can't really pick an individual player right now. Other than just an individual, uh, excuse me, individual, just an overall team thing when it comes to bad habits. Avoid the bad habits and protect the home ice a little bit better, ultimately. It seems like the Wild, when they play really, really well, when they're playing really, really well, they're not, they're, they're, some, they're just not that good at home. And it's weird. I, I don't know what that is. It, it even goes all the way back to the 2003. It's really strange, but... Hmm, not sure where to go with that. So maybe it's almost like playing at home. <laughs> Our effort at home against Washington in general and, and Anaheim and such, it's, it's a little bit frustrating. I mean, I know you're not going to win every game, but just some 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 of these home losses can really come back to bite you when you, you, just, you see them as games you need to win at times. But, oh well, winning on the road is ultimately a thing of beauty, and I hope the Wild do indeed keep doing that, especially if it's Game 7 on the road, like it has been. We'll be back right after this. Do you shop on Amazon? Did you know that you can support this podcast just by doing your normal shopping on Amazon? It's really easy to do. Just go to thesportsstuff.com and click on one of the many Amazon pictures. Do your normal shopping, and Amazon sees that we referred you, and they give us a percentage. We'd like to thank you in advance for supporting thesportsstuff.com, and please use our Amazon link. Now enjoy the rest of the show.
And we are back here on Brave the Wild, segment number two, preview segment. And, of course, we will wrap up with a very brief checkup with the Iowa Wild, like we always do. One of these days, I'll bring the North Star memory back again, probably for the playoffs. That seems to be more fun when I do it around that, that time and such. Pardon me, I'm a bit like, my head is just swirling right now, and I have no idea why, but I'm going to do the best I can to continue to bring this show to you as they like to do on Saturday nights. Let's roll. Minnesota Wild head to <laughs> Toronto, Ontario, Monday, March the 23rd. And, well, last time around, the Minnesota Wild were playing the Toronto Maple Leafs right, right when they started to suck. Like, they were doing so well. Just, just imagine if you're a Maple Leafs fan, how depressed they are right now with how good their team was and then how everything collapsed. Oh, wait, but then again... I think we are kind of used to that around here. I think we are. Remember about three years ago when the Wild had the best record in all of hockey and then we couldn't have missed the playoffs by more practically. But then again, we still wound up with a fairly lower, lower pick. But I'll tell you, hey, hey, we got Matthew Dumba out of it. So maybe I can't complain too much there. A Nah, I can't. 27 and 40, Toronto Maple Leafs, they're not going to beat the Wild. They're just not. Um, no, it's in, it's in Toronto and we have a great record there. So let's roll. You know, Bernie R is a fairly good goalie. Bernie A. Bernie A is a fairly good goalie. Phil Kessel, obviously a valuable goal scorer. Dion Phaneuf, all that good stuff. But it's a bunch of guys that just don't get it, obviously. Dion Phaneuf has always been kind of, yeah, you know, <laughs> wouldn't say he's the best guy in the locker room. Probably not the worst either. Phil Kessel he might be the, he's, he's a bigger punk than a lot of people want to admit. And certainly a bigger, <laughs> bigger than he would like to admit. The team is just, uh, I don't know. I don't even know if you could even call them a team. I don't know what the hell happened to the Toronto Maple Leafs this year. It's just an absolute joke. Minnesota Wild will defeat the Toronto Maple Leafs. Now, this was back Friday, January the 2nd, when the Wild sucked. Yeah, we sucked back then. Like, we were at our worst point, pretty much, at the point. And we won 3-1, to one, just breezed right through them. Like, they weren't, they weren't anything. All that talent, all that ability. We didn't kick their asses, but, but it was easy. It was just an effortless game. Three to one victory over them. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with four to one over the Maple Leafs this time around. I think we continue to score goals. And well, if Toronto scores more than one, so be it. But I do think Minnesota wins. And it seems like everybody out there, if it's five people or five hundred, are picking the Minnesota Wild to defeat the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Wild are very popular right now. They're the hottest team in hockey since Devin Dubnik got here. We still are, even though Hamburglar, and I and I just have to bring him up. <laughs> Andrew Hammond, the guy over there in Ottawa. That, remember when we played them? You know, he's got he he's twelve oh and one and you know what's amazing? That that one at the back end is the Minnesota Wild. I mean, isn't that amazing? That's how good the Wild are right now. I mean Andrew Hammond over there in Ottawa has been virtually unstoppable and we still beat him. We still beat Hamburglar. It's just unbelievable when you consider that. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, wow. So, if the Toronto Maple Leafs beat the Wild, that would be just beyond frustrating, without a doubt. I think we continue to win on the road. We continue our road success against the Toronto Maple Leafs. It's the following game that I'm just a little teensy-weensy bit worried about. I wasn't going to be as worried about it as I, uh, until I saw what I did see tonight. A team that's been on a slide of late. They've been playing very well. Kind of like the, but they're kind of doing a National Predators right now. And that's the New York Islanders. Really wish this thing would load. <laughs> They've been losing multiple games in a row. Kind of on a snide. And of course their goalie, Halak, had been injured. Unfortunately, day to day for a little while there. 
unfortunately. Obviously, they have all the talent in the world over there, including Kel Coderbuck, but no, Kyle Oposto's pretty good. John Tavares is fantastic. Yeah, he's fantastic. Overall, yeah, Nick Letty. What a, what a nice defenseman he's becoming in the league. The Wild outlasted the New York Islanders on Thursday, uh, Tuesday, December the 9th, when the Wild were already beginning to snide a bit. But it was one of those rebound-type games. Like, man, we're beating one of the best teams in hockey. But their backup goalie, Johnson, was in there. Now, he's been traded away to another team. He just is, he, you know, he's not having a good year. He's he's an okay goalie, that, that guy. But... Um, He's not having a good year. Goals against average well above three right now. Just really struggling. So he's gone. Halak, again, not being a net, really helped the Wild's chances. And, of course, everybody's picking the Wild to win again in this one. 100% picking the Wild so far on Yahoo. And wouldn't it be nice if Norvarth was in net? But, unfortunately, and, yeah, when he was in net, things weren't going so well for the New York Islanders. When you consider their record, they're like one of the best teams in hockey. 44 wins. One of the top teams in all of hockey. But they've been losing. They lost to Montreal 3-1, to Chicago 4-1. to Yeah, okay, it's Montreal and Chicago. I mean, those are two extremely good teams, even with Mr. Uh, Mr. Showtime out for Chicago. That, of course, being Patrick Kane. No, yeah, Patrick Kane. But Michael Newarth, not doing so well. Only 7-19 and on the season. He's, he's even lost four overtime games or shootouts, whatever. Save percentage isn't bad at 91.5. That's not bad, but goals against 2.98. That's not going to get it done if you're serious about winning the Stanley Cup. And that's where Johnson went, was to Buffalo. Newworth was in Buffalo. He'd been struggling a bit. I don't think he's going to be in net, though. And the reason why he was in net was because, like I was saying, Halak was, was day-to-day with injury. But then tonight, he blanks the New Jersey Devils 3 to nothing. Yeah, it's going to make things... Uh, Going to make things a little bit tougher there for the Minnesota Wild, unfortunately. But it is what it is. I mean, what are you going to do, right? What are you going to do? you got to go out and win this game, don't you? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the Islanders, they almost beat the Wild in the XA Energy Center the night because our goalie was terrible. Luckily, this time around, it's not Darcy Kemper or Nicholas Backstrom. It's Devin Dubnik. Raises my confidence, and the Wild's road success has been really good. It's just that, damn, I mean... What do you make about, or yeah, like what do you make of this team though with with Halak in that? I mean, they've been damn good when when he's when he's out there, and the Wild have had pretty pretty bad success against the Islanders when you know when they're actually playing well. I remember last year they kicked our butts when when they were one of the worst teams in the league, and we're trying to be a playoff team. Amazingly, Halak's save percentage is slightly lower than North. That's strange. Goals against the average of two point four six. Not like. Not not eye-shattering or anything. So, it, I mean, it ultimately does give me confidence that the Wild can beat New York. It's just that they're so damn good. And i got to think that they're going to... Well, man, they have a tough schedule coming up. I mean, we're one of the tough schedules. The way they shut out New Jersey tonight made me a little bit bummed. And they're, gonna have, they're not going to play again until that game. The Wild will have played against Toronto the night before. Do we, wear out, do we use up all our energy against the Maple Leafs? I sure hope not. I mean, I might advise... If Devin Dubnik needs a break, if, and I know this is going to be a topic over and over again, and it's going to be a broken record, you're going to be sick of hearing it, but it, but if, if you get the vibe Devin Dubnik needs to sit out one night, it's got to be that uh, Toronto game, because you want to keep the momentum going. I think uh, I think we can win with Kemper and Nett, because we did earlier in the season. I'm that confident right now that Toronto sucks, that the, <laughs> the Wild can win with Kemper and Nett, and the fact that, you know, guys like Charlie Coyle, Nito Niederreiter, 
Justin Fontaine have been stepping up. It's not all having to be Zach Parisi doing everything out there. Jason Pominville's quieted down a little bit, and Quavo a little bit from the hot runs they were on. But, you know, again, like I was saying, I mean, but luckily other guys have been stepping up. Matt Dumba, you can add him to the list, of course. And Marco Scandella's back, finally. He'd been out for about a couple weeks here, about three weeks. Really, really major welcome back to Marco Scandella, the best defenseman on the team. Sean Bergenheim, I gotta say this, and I wish I said it in the last segment more, but... I'm feeling, I'm just feeling better right now than I was earlier. <laughs> uh, Sean Bergenheim, he's really, really, really fallen out of favor. And just, just, just today against the St. Louis Blues, got the least amount of ice time, about nine minutes on ice. Just, he is, he's definitely not coming back. Out of all the guys we acquired during this uh, offseason, I think he's the least likely to return. I think Jordan Leopold returns, ultimately. I would not be surprised if the Wilds signed him to a two-year deal. It's just my opinion, my possibility. I think he replaces Keith Ballard, who's probably going to retire due to just, too, just you know, too many concussions and too many injuries. I think he's just too broken down. I don't, and it's really sad, considering actually Jordan Leopold's older. But he's not as, but he's not really broken down. He's steady. He's a nice, you know, ultimately he might end up being like the seventh defenseman, per se, as Kristen Foline continues to develop. Kind of depends on if you want to keep uh, Nate Prosser or not. And I wouldn't blame them if they do. He's had a pretty good season after a horrible season last year. And and, and a not-so-good start to this season either, to be quite honest. But uh, Jordan Leopold has represented out there. He's been nothing special, but he's rep- but he's been representative. And I, can, I can't imagine he'd want a whole lot of money to stay home. To be able to stay home and play on his favorite team that he's always wanted to be on. Ultimately. I, I, I gotta think he'd be willing to stick around for a very reasonable price, and why not? I mean, I'd, I'd sign him if I was the Wild. Again, it's not my money, but <laughs> it all depends on this and that. He can be kind of like a guy that's there for insurance, per se, because guys are gonna get hurt, if you like it or not. Marcus Candela was out for a long time. Spurgeon was out for a long time. Those are all games that Jordan Leopold will be in there. So there you go. Anyhow, <laughs> bouncing all over the place. Sean Bergenheim will not be back. And, of course, Chris Stewart and Devin Dubnik. Very high chance they will return. Let's get to the New York Islanders game. <laughs> Gotta think you're gonna... Yeah, I, I think you might like this segment more than the previous one, ultimately. I don't know where to go with this one, man. It's like, I don't want to pick a loss, but I might have to. Uh, I'm gonna pick a loss. I'm gonna pick an overtime loss to the New York Islanders. I think the Wild get a point against the Islanders, but we lose in overtime or shootout to the Islanders. I would say overtime is more likely with all those scores. Uh, Dubnik in a shootout? You know, I don't think we've really seen him in a shootout yet. Or if we have, it was so brief that, yeah, yeah, we've seen him in a shootout. Pardon me. And I remember it wasn't that good either, which is kind of (laughs) sad. We'll worry about that later, though. Mm -hmm. Mm. I do think uh, I'm going to pick the Islanders to win this one. Uh, like a four to three, something like that. Three to two. I, I'm just never picking four goals because Devin Dubnik is, does, doesn't allow four goals, man. So that's where I'm going to go. Uh, three to two victory, or th- yeah, three to two victory. Maybe it's three to three, and then they score in overtime or, or they win in the shootout per se. Do the Islanders? Calgary Flames come to town Friday, March 27th. The Wild have been playing the Flames extremely well this season. And it's like, you gotta, I mean, it's like, I should almost be picking them the Wild to beat the Islanders, but I'm not going to right now. I like the way the Wild have been playing Calgary, even though they're probably, 
probably going to make the playoffs over there in the Pacific Division. Though, if they continue to lose to the Wild, <laughs> it's going to be a... Is they're going to have a hard time making the playoffs, unfortunately, for their sake. Um, ultimately, I think we're the Anaheim Ducks to the Calgary Flames, where we just win close ones against them. I think the Wild win a grinded-out 2-1 to victory over the Calgary Flames, possibly in overtime or shootout, per se. We won in overtime last time around and won one nothing in Calgary. Um, we won both games in Calgary. Our road record was just starting to improve because Devin Dubnik was a net in those games, and I think he'll be a net in XL Energy Center. Uh, put it this way, I'd be very surprised if Calgary comes out with a victory Friday, March 27th. 2-1 to one Minnesota in a grinded-out, very, very tough, hard-fought game. And Devin Dubnik with, like, 40 saves or whatever it is. But then again, it won't be at home for Calgary. We'll say, like, 30 saves. It won't be, like, the last couple ones in Calgary where they came after us really hardcore in that third period. Minnesota, 2-1 to one in a grinded-out victory against the Flames on Friday, March 27th. Saturday, March 28th. Back-to-back. And I gotta think Dubnik will be a net for both of these. That's why... That's why I would not, I really <laughs> would not mind seeing Kemper against Toronto on Monday. Because you got a couple of games fairly close, but then again, he'll have plenty of time to rest from Tuesday to Friday. I do think Dubnik plays against the Islanders, barring injury. Knock on wood. And out there, this is the first time I've seen this in a long time, but it's probably because they're the Stanley Cup champions and they have a really good history. Per se, particularly as we get further and further into the season. They're not in the playoffs today, though, are the LA Kings. But out, but uh, Yahoo voters have the LA Kings winning 67 to 33%. That probably is also a sign that it's not really a whole lot of people voting. But, eh, you know, they're they're voting. Not like in the Wild success against the Avalanche, uh, the Avalanche, the Kings this season. The Wild have not scored a, the Wild have not earned a point against the Kings yet this season. Early on when the Wild were playing fantastic hockey, when Darcy Kemper was like the man, he was the goalie of the future and all that good stuff. October 19th, LA 2-1 against the Wild in a grinded out type of game. Wednesday, November the 26th when the Wild stunk, we host the LA Kings lose 4-0. Just obliterated. And Gabrick scored in that game if I remember correctly and I'm going to check it out super quick. But as I'm waiting for that, I am not... Uh, this might be a game we don't win, unfortunately. The Kings' success against the Wild is very good. And it, it's unfortunate. And they are the Stanley Cup champions. And they've got all these valuable players. And no, Gabrick did not score in the game. The, all, <laughs> the, all four goals came against hmm, against uh, Darcy Kemper, who was pulled. Four goals came against Darcy Kemper in that first period. He was pulled. And then... Nicholas Backstrom stopped 12 shots the rest of the game as the Kings just kind of put the clamps down and the Wild did the best they could to try to score against Martin Jones, not Jonathan Quick. Martin Jones. Hmm. 28 saves and the Kings win. And back then, fans out there had the Wild winning 61-39%. to 39%. Huh. Ouch. Well, that didn't work out, did it? <laughs> oh, man. I like the Kings when they make the playoffs. They're fun to I mean, they're fun to root for when there's nobody else, really, ultimately. Uh, nobody major is injured as of right now. We'll see if somebody gets hurt between now and then from the Kings. But Jonathan Quick most likely will be a net to go against Devin Dubnik. That'll be a very fascinating matchup, without a doubt. I don't think the Wild win this one, though. I think it's going to be kind of like the Washington game. Kings 3, Wild 2. 
That's what I'm going to go with. And the Wild get no points. Regulation loss to the LA Kings and the Kings pull out the brooms after the Wild pull out the brooms against the Calgary Flames. So that's where I'm going right now. The Wild will get five out of eight points this week. I do think we get a point against the Islanders, but no points against the Kings. Maybe it'll be a flip-flop like it is every single week. Maybe the Wild shock everybody and win all four. But unfortunately, this this schedule is making it really tough and it's making things extremely interesting as... <laughs> You know, as the end of the season gets closer here, losing to teams like Los Angeles will not be good. That is not good news. A team that's chasing us to make the playoffs, and a lot of people do believe they will make the playoffs, which again is even further bad news for the Wild and other teams like that that are hoping for much, much bigger goals than just making the postseason. Kings obviously think that way, without a doubt. Eighth seed, Stanley Cup championship, baby, and they rolled to it. So it can be done, and it has been done, can be done, and will be done again. We'll see what happens. Hopefully it's not the Winnipeg Jets. <laughs> Hopefully it's us. Maybe as a seventh seed going all the way, or fifth seed, or whatever the hell we are. But yeah, the Kings will win 3-2 to two in a close but disappointing loss for the Minnesota Wild. In my humble, humblest of humble opinions, let's very extremely briefly... Check on <laughs> check on Grayovac over there. Yeah, let's check on Grayovac for the Minnesota or the Iowa Wild. Mm. Okay, unfortunately, it's got the Rochester Americans. <laughs> How are the Wild doing right now? Mm-mm-mm. Aren't they fantastic? Grayovac, I don't even know what the heck this is. Yeah, he's got 41 points now on the season. He scored a couple times this past week, so good for him. He didn't quite have that many last time around. And Jordan Schrader's just been rotting in the in the uh, press box. They didn't send him back down to Iowa. So he's not scoring anywhere right now. That's kind of a bummer. It just kind of is what it is. Let's check on Jared Knight. He's the he's the he's the big time super prospect for the for the Iowa Wild, you know, on now on the Minnesota Wild. His season totals for Minnesota and and the uh the Providence Providence Bruins. He's still at 4 points on the season. Mm. Dare we check on Zach Phillips? Because he's actually been playing kind of better over there. Jared Knight, only four points in 40 games now on the year. He's played about, I believe it's been four games, three games, three or four games since our last show, and Jared Knight hasn't done a damn thing. Doesn't that just suck? Where where is he? Where are you? <laughs> Jared Knight had only three points. I remember he scored a point right away for the Iowa Wild and hasn't scored since. <sighs> yeah, he, he got an assist. There's Zach Phillips, 21 points on the year. That son of a gun. He continues to get it done over there. Six points in eight games for the Providence Bruins. Only 15 points in 49 for the Iowa Wild. Uh. Well, that's good news. That's a nice way to end that episode, isn't it? Nah, let's, let's try not to end it that way. Let's hope and pray that the Wild do come out with maybe six out of eight points this week rather than, rather than five, but... Hmm. Wouldn't it would be even better if they got eight? But I cannot. I cannot predict that. And if they do, well, more power to us. Let's let's go. Let's go all the way. Let's get let's get home ice advantage, even if maybe we don't want it. <laughs> who who knows what's going to happen? As long as we make the playoffs, anything can happen. And that ultimately is the goal to make the playoffs, and then anything can happen. No kidding, right? Enjoy the snow that's coming, or maybe it's coming down right now as you're listening to this show. <laughs> Try to stay warm now as the 70s are long gone and we're back into the 30s and 40s once again. Remember, it is March. It is what it is. But at least, you know what? It's hockey weather. 
We'll be back next week with hopefully another winning record for the Minnesota Wild.